The following program is for men aged 18 and over. This program contains adult content aimed at men who have sex with men. Listener discretion is strongly advised. Hi there and welcome to The Steam Room. If you are a man who has sex with other men, then you are in the right place. If this subject offends you or does not interest you, well, then it's time to switch off. If, however, you are a guy who loves getting it on with another guy, then sit a bit closer, because in this series of programs, we talk about man-on-man sex in all its forms and how to keep healthy in the process. My name is... No, hang on, wait a minute. If this is a safe space for men who have sex with men, then don't you think we are going to have to wear a mask or two so we can talk openly? I think so. And therefore, I'm going to suggest we change our names. I will be Max. Yes, just call me Max. Today, we are going to explore the topic of daytime sex. You know, you're hard at work. And suddenly, he's there, and the sexual tension can be cut with a knife. And before you know it, the trousers are down, and things get sticky. You know what I'm talking about, don't you? From what I understand, men who choose to hook up um, during, say, their lunch break, or maybe during their tea break in the morning. Um, I've had it um, in my parents' bedroom with the helper around. I've had it in um, a park. I'm already excited to learn more, and I hope you are ready to explore with me as we tackle the issue from a number of different angles. Are you ready? Here we go. Gay SA Radio, where you are family. This is The Steam Room, brought to you by the South African National Department of Health's PILA Project. I am Max, and we are exploring sex between men. So first of all, what is daytime sex, and how is it different from other kinds of sex during other times of the day? Here's what some people we spoke to said. What do you understand by the term daytime sex? Um, daytime sex is pretty much daytime sex. I think there's no other way to explain it. I don't know how else I can explain daytime sex. I think it's just sweaty and messy. Um, it makes a perfect description of daytime sex, don't you think? Um, my understanding of the term daytime sex or DTS is sex that obviously takes place during the daytime, but it, it just it goes beyond during the daytime. It, it's, it's sex that happens in terms of um, neglecting your daily responsibilities just so that the sex can happen. So if someone was, for instance, to say, leave their children unattended or to to, to bunk work or school or to miss an exam just so they can go and have sex, um, that is my understanding of daytime sex. It's, It's not just the period in which the sex takes place, but it's also the circumstances under which, um, which is usually that there is a sacrifice of some sort that had to be made or one of the two people um, had to, or more than two people, had to go the extra mile for, for, the, for the coitus to happen. How is having daytime sex different from sex in the evenings? Is it more exciting, perhaps? I don't know. Um, I think it depends on the weather, you know. If it's hot, then it must be miserable to have sex in the, in, in, in such a state um, weather. And if it's if it's cold, and like right now it's winter and it's daytime, and it's, I think it's okay. 
you know, I think it's better. It's, um, we, we always associate sex with night time and with the darkness, and sex has always had this like connotation of naughtiness, you know. So to be doing something that's usually done at night during the day, it's like you know, because also we don't want to be seen uh, having sex at daytime is bright, you know, and so you a lot more things are visible. Um, and because of that, it is a lot more exciting. There's, and also because people are usually asleep at night, so um, during the day, people are busy. They act, there's a lot of activity. Um, so the chance of getting caught uh, like tripled, you know, there's a higher, there's a greater risk. Have you had sex during the day and where was it? Um, I have. I've had sex during the day um, in Pretoria. I can't say where exactly because somebody must just, might just go to the plane. <laughs> um, yeah, I had. And it was okay. It wasn't, it wasn't, it wasn't that. It was just a bit too hot, you know. It, you know, when you're like tickling and sticky and all of that stuff, it was, it was quite uncomfortable, but we, we finished off in the shower, so it made it a bit more pleasurable that day. Lots of times. Of course, I've had sex during the day. Um, I've had it um, in my parents' bedroom with the helper around. I've had it in um, a park. I think the most um, exciting and dangerous and risky gay, uh, d- daytime sex I've ever had was um, in the cinema. Um, we were going to watch The Karate Kid. I don't even know how it ends. The cinema wasn't entirely empty. So also, there was that whole, you know, danger of people being like five rows in front of you and you having to force yourself to keep quiet but fighting that because you know the restraint and uh. is there something you like or dislike about this type of sex act um like i said the fact that it's hot and steamy it can get a bit uncomfortable um, what I dislike is that because I'm a big girl and I have stretch marks, daytime sex, um, um, you, the, my partner gets a better view of me. <laughs> you know, I, I like being mysterious. I like the mystique. I like you just seeing my shape. I love my shape in the dark you just see my silhouette but during the day you don't just see a silhouette you know against the window you see everything you see every stretch mark every pimple every scar every stitch so yeah i think that's the one thing i'd say i don't like about it the fact that it's too real and everything that you try to hide um, is exposed where do you meet the men you hook up with during the day oh that's interesting i don't know um, okay, there are apps, hookup sites. If you feel like having daytime sex, you can just jump to a hookup site and do your thing. Um, usually I, I hook up with men who I've already hooked up with at night. Like, it's not new encounters. It'll, the, the only new thing about it will be the environment and obviously the time of day. But I usually meet my people in, in social settings. So you know, I'll either be out having uh, lunch with a friend or I'm out partying when I'm doing that sort of thing. Uh, that's usually where I'll meet people. I'll, I'll also meet people on various social mediums, such as Facebook and Twitter. Um, you know, your people will DM, sneak into your DMs and we'll take it from there. And then depending on when we arranged. Oh, that's another thing also. Sometimes it's a matter of convenience because perhaps maybe you both have partners that you go home to at night. So daytime is the only time you have available. You know, you're, you're stealing each other, as, as some would put it. So um, 
it depends yeah but um i usually meet my people in in various ways in public and social settings and on social media how safe is daytime sex do you use protection oh all the time you know protection is key no love no love you know it's always been said that protection so um make sure that you use it whether it's nighttime daytime you know you use it all the time. Well, I mean, uh, the period in which you have sex has no bearing on the safety of the sex you're having. Say, if you want to have safe sex, you will have safe sex. And uh, wh- whether you're having it in the morning, daytime, afternoon, evening, or night, um, it's all based on your preferences and obviously your, 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 how your willingness to take risks personally i am not i love taking risks in terms of places and times and that sort of thing but i don't take risks in terms of my of my health so i always practice safe sex and i also prefer to engage with people who are on prep so it's it's very comforting to know that he's protected and i'm protected and then um we can uh also you still use condoms but in the event that we don't you still have that you know sort of backup plan so um, safe sex all the way um, I mean like I said I take risks many kind of risks but never um, in terms of my health no that's not worth it so there you have it that's some of the thoughts of people we spoke to I wonder what the term daytime sex means to you remember you can always send me a message on social media just find at Gay SA Radio on Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, or Instagram, and we can chat there a little bit more. This is the Steam Room here on Gay SA Radio, brought to you by the South African National Department of Health's PILA Project. Gay SA Radio, where you are family. You're listening to The Steam Room, brought to you by the South African National Department of Health's PILA Project. I am Max, and tonight we're talking about daytime sex. I suppose we all have an opinion about exactly what it is we're talking about. So I thought maybe it's a good idea to have a chat with somebody who knows a lot more about this very subject. Gay is a radio where you are family. I am Ray and this is the Steam Room brought to you by the National Department of Health's PILA project. And today we chat to Bruce a little about daytime sex. So Bruce, what do you understand about daytime sex or daytime hookups? From what I understand, men who choose to hook up um, during say their lunch break or maybe during their tea break in the morning or if they um, are in a job that allows them sort of flexi time, they'll, if they find they're quiet at a certain time during the day, they'll pop out. Maybe they'll find somebody on one of the uh, social networking apps and then they'll meet somebody either in a public toilet or in a room that's conducive and then they'll engage in sex. How does daytime sex differ from traditional sex? In terms of the risk factor, sex that you have, at, whether you have it during the day or at night or midnight, it doesn't really matter. Um, sex is risky anytime you have it, especially if you're not using a condom and water-based lube. Um, and it also depends on what kind of sex you're having. So if you're having, if you're just enjoying oral sex in a in a space during the day with someone, then your chances of uh, sexually transmitted infections are probably less. You're still at risk of something like um, 
pharyngeal gonorrhea, which is basically gonorrhea of the throat, uh, if you are um, giving somebody else a blowjob and that person has gonorrhea, which you might not be able to see because um, the symptoms are, are don't, you don't often see the symptoms. So if you give someone a blowjob and um, they have gonorrhea, then you might get gonorrhea of the throat and it presents similar to like a throat infection, but it's just very hard to treat with just normal antibiotics. So you need to get quite strong antibiotics if you if you get uh, pharyngeal gonorrhea. And what are some of the ways men who have daytime sex find each other? There's many, many different ways. So uh, for during the 80s and 90s and, you know, even the early 2000s before uh, things like Grindr and uh, all these different uh, dating apps, it was very the culture was very different. You know, you'd have to cruise. So what a lot of guys did was there were certain areas that were chosen um, and everyone was in agreement that those would be cruising areas. So um, there was a place in Cape Town that was known as Graf's Pool, um, which was like an unofficial nude um, tanning area in Seapoint in Cape Town that was known as a, a cruising spot. And then I know that along the beachfront uh, in Durban are also well-known cruising spots. And here in Johannesburg, there's a Zoo Lake parking lot for many years. And then the gyms, you know, a lot of uh, men solicit sex with one another uh, in change rooms, public toilets that's known as cottaging when you um, engage in a sexual act or, or try and have a sex with another man in a, a public toilet. That's known as cottaging. So there's many different forms of daytime sex. Lastly, Bruce, what type of men have daytime sex? It could be anyone. You know, it's very difficult to profile who enjoys daytime sex. It also depends on what kind of daytime sex the, the person is having. Mm. So if you're somebody that finds somebody to have sex with during your lunch break because you work in Stanton and you see via an app that another person also works in Stanton and you have the time and you recognize that person so you feel safe, you know, then, then even if you're somebody who is quite conservative and risk adverse, um, you may still engage in meeting that person and, and having sex with them. Other people are, are thrill-based. You know, they get turned on by the thrill of meeting somebody that they don't know um, and the risk, you know, because there are risks involved, you may find yourself in a very difficult situation if somebody decides to assault or mug or attack you or rob you. There have been cases reported where men um, bait other men to meet them at certain locations and then mug or attack or rob them um, pretending that they're, they're willing to meet them for sex, but actually they're just looking to to take their valuables. So there's there's always risks involved, um, and yeah, like like any um, encounter with another person where you are hoping to engage in an intimate way, there's always risks involved. Gay SA Radio, where you are family. This is the Steam Room, brought to you by the National Department of Health's Pillar Project. Thank you so much, Bruce. The Steam Room presents Quickie. Bored as fuck. <sighs> <sighs>
rubbing against these jeans. I have to go commando today. Okay, Chris. Time to stop thinking about it and do something about it. Only one way to get rid of a boner. Now, let me see. Hmm, no, not. Hey there, Chris. Oh, <laughs> hey, Alice. How's the day going? Uh, pretty good. What are you busy with? Uh, uh, nothing. <laughs> uh, just the usual. <laughs> What's that look on your face? Oh, that's nothing. <laughs> just a little bored, I guess. I told you when you started working here, this place will do that to you. You've <laughs> got to find a way to keep yourself entertained. See, I've got lots of games on my phone, like Candy Crush, and I'm on level nine already. Like, isn't that amazing? Oh, God, my trouble away. I have a load to shoot. So amazing. I know. What time are you breaking for lunch? Uh, around 1.45. I'm at 2. Do you want to go down to Vida and get something together? Oh, God, no. Oh, I'm sorry, but uh, I already have plans. Oh, okay. No worries. I'll ask Tembi. Well, that sounds great. Enjoy your plans. Oh, I will. I will. You too. Okay. Let's check who's dropped me alive. Oh, Hey, are you, um, Quickie 69? <laughs> yeah, I'm Trevor. Uh, yeah, Chris. Cool. Where do you want to do this? There's a place behind those trees over there. You come here often? <laughs> yeah, a few days a week at least. Uh, you? No, never. Usually host at my place. Uh, well, I can't. Uh, I have a boyfriend at home. Ah, I see. Does that bother you? Couldn't give a shit. Good. Bareback. Yeah, if you're cool with that. Yeah. Cool. Are you on prep? Uh, yeah. Oh, I a few days ago. Note to self. Get more from the pharmacy. Cool. Are you, uh, top? First top. But top today, yeah. Ah, perfect. So, you ready? Let's go. There's a little path down there. Lead the way. Okay. Right here is good. Now, don't worry about being gentle. Give me all you got. <laughs> Turn around. Aye, aye. Nice. You like that? Oh, yeah. Fuck me harder. Oh, oh really? Oh. Okay. <laughs> oh, oh. You sure know how to take a dick. <laughs> I've had lots of practice. Oh, shit. Huh? Fucking hell. Well, what's wrong? 
Hey, what is it? Dude, you're bleeding. A lot. This is what happens when you cheat. You know he loves you, so why the fuck would you go around sleeping with other guys? I'll tell you why, Chris. Because you're a fucking idiot. You had it coming, didn't you? Fuck. You don't even know his surname and you let him put his dick inside you without a fucking condom. What the fuck have you gotten yourself into? Chris, are you okay, man? You've been in the shower for ages. Yeah, I'm fine. God, he's been such a good boyfriend as well. Uh, don't worry, I'm just... Washing my hair. Okay. Do you want to go out for dinner? Craig and Luke ask if we could maybe join them at Visa's. Oh, God, I don't even know if I can sit for that long. Asshole is fucking Do you want to go? Can I come in? I'm not sure if I'm in the mood, uh, but I guess we could. We haven't been out in a while. I don't know. What do you think? There's no way I could come off normal right now. Oh, it's popping so badly. I mean, I'm not sure. I'm... I could be rather tired after today. Okay, I feel you. Mm, we can stay and watch movies and cuddle. Fuck, I know what that means. He's going to want to fuck later. There's just no way. Actually, maybe you're right. I think we should go. It has been a while since we've been out. Oh, okay. I'll let them know that we're in then. Cool. Finish up. I also have to shower. Oh, sure thing, babe. Almost done. Fuck my life. How the fuck did I let this happen? Breathe. Doesn't actually hurt too badly. Thank fuck the pain pulls are kicking in. I'm just so happy it's not bleeding anymore. At least there's that. What's on your mind? Hmm? You're really quiet, babe. No, I'm okay. Just a little tired. The turn off is coming up, eh? Oh, you're right. Jeez. Thanks, yeah? <sighs> you sure you're okay? Uh, yeah. Uh, nothing to worry about. Okay. We're here. We don't have to stay too long. You're denying it, but I can tell something's up. I know you. Yes, you do know me so well. That's the <laughs> That's why he's been avoiding us. It's like, I'm sorry, but your wig look busted as fuck. And those little kitten heels... Gave me gonorrhea so fast as looking at them. <laughs> I mean, I don't mean to be mean. You do. Okay, maybe I do, but damn. Category is butch bitch. First time at the ball. <laughs> Speaking of STDs, though, did you just hear what happened to Nicholas? Greg, baby, you probably shouldn't. No, I mean, Nick told us. Yeah, but it's fine. Everybody already knows. Okay, but maybe just keep your voice down. Okay, well... Nick tested positive. Oh my god. What? Does that mean I'm positive too? Oh shit, I knew I shouldn't have done it. Shit. And all that bleeding. What the fuck? Yo, it says he got it from a grinder hookup. That's so fucked up. Isn't he still dating Jean though? It's so fucked up. Fucking hell. Jim must be freaked out. He was for a bit, but he got tested and he's clean. They broke up a few days back. 
Wow. They've been together for ages. Mm -hmm. They started dating just after me and Chris. What's that like? Four years? Four years? How long have we been together? Has it been four years? Have I already infected him? Oh, shit. This is a disaster. That's so long. I mean, if you want to spice things up, then spice things up. I really do like Nick. But it's selfish as fuck. It is. Just like I'm a selfish fuck. Selfish, selfish, selfish. Completely. I, I can't deal with that. It's horrible. I mean, can you imagine how close he came to fucking up his boyfriend's life just because he couldn't keep it in his pants? Yeah, I mean, like, exactly. It's really not about the fact that he was sleeping with other guys. It's about the fact that he let someone believe they were monogamous when they weren't. It's just not okay. Chris, you're really quiet. Oh, yeah. Sorry. Guess I'm just processing it all. Such a blow. It really is. It's the worst thing you could possibly do to somebody else, eh? Yeah, I am. Not on prep. And bleeding from bed. Oh, well, fuck did I let this happen. Fuck. I'm not feeling so good. Something I must throw up. Oh my god, oh my god, oh my god, I'm positive. Good afternoon, Dr. Coswell, GP and Pharmacy. One moment. Honey, can you wait? Have a seat over there. Your results will be here just now. Thank you. Wow, it's like I can't even feel anything right now. My feelings are gone. I think this is what people mean when they use the word numb. Because that's it. I'm numb. I can't believe what I've got myself into in this one. I had all my good job, boyfriend. I had everything I could possibly need. It wasn't in now was it? You just couldn't keep away from your hands. And now, now you're about to join the ranks of the fuck. Dude, you're bleeding. You're no, a boyfriend. Come inside. Christopher, the doctor will see you now. That was quickly written by Arlen Banton. It featured Hendrik Baird as Chris, with Caitlin Baird as Alice. Livia Delgallo as Trevor, Caleb Morani as the boyfriend, Ruan Spencer as Luke, Rian Pilati as Craig, and Ziyanda Yorno as the receptionist. Direction was by Hendrik Baird, and production by Ethan Baird. This play was produced as part of the Steam Room, which is brought to you by the National Department of Health's PILA Project, Gay Essay Radio, where you are family. Gay SA Radio, where you are family. I am Max, and this is The Steam Room. Today we are talking about daytime sex, and I was curious to find out what a guy's experience is when he hooks up during the day. What kind of sex do you have when it's a quickie? Um, when it's a quickie, I need to go for oral, you know. Mm. It's the easiest, it's the least, the, the least painful, you know. <laughs> <laughs> but it's... it's, it's 
Okay, it sounds sexier in Swana. My friend um uh, mentioned it. Uh, my, my friend is the one who gave it a name in Swana. He'll say, which means they shagged me through a window. And what that basically means is it's that kind of sex where it's very quick and you don't take off your clothes. So literally, you know, you'll drop your pants to your ankles, your undies to your knees, and you'll bend over and your partner will do the same. Like, everything is still on. Shoes, belts, watches, um, you, you know, you may lose one item, like you may remove a jacket and then just lift the shirt. But my favorite kind of cookie sex is the kind where we all have our clothes on and we've just exposed the parts that need to make contact and it's a party. When it's daytime sex, do you more often top or bottom or is it just ranking? Daytime sex, like I said, I'm okay. I am an auntie, you know, and... Aunties don't do any of those things, but just bottom, you know? They don't they don't go for those rankings and all that stuff. Okay, so I am a power bottom, so it doesn't matter. In fact, somebody said I am a super deluxe power bottom. I didn't even know there were levels to the bottom list, but I, so I, I bottom all the way, every day, any time of the day. Um, I yeah, I mean, but obviously, um, uh, also like I said, if you don't have a lot of time, like literally, if you've got three minutes in a lift, then um, oral sex is the way to go. Um, and in that case, I also prefer to be the than the one who's the, the giver than the receiver but like I said you know sex is fluid and sometimes you just go with the flow and you mustn't go into it with too many restrictions and boundaries you must keep an open mind but obviously also know what you like and also not just what you like but what you're really good at because that counts but yeah so for me um, usually or the, the daytime sex that I've had has always been me in the bottom position and um, yeah, it'll depend on how much time we have that will determine what act we perform, but yeah. Are you in a relationship and what kind of relationship is it? I don't know if I can call it a relationship. It's just something new and we're trying to work things out, you know? So, uh, and the person is like in a relationship with somebody else, but then I also happen to be there. I'm not the side, no, but I am trying to see where it leads. I am in a relationship uh, right now. <laughs> I know based on everything I've just said, it doesn't sound like I am. But I am in a relationship, a serious, committed relationship. And um, we're, we're, we're monogamous, so we're not seeing other people. Well, the plan is to not see other people. And so far, we've done a good job of sticking to the plan. Only time will tell what happens. But yeah, for now, um, no daytime sex for me, my part. I mean, it's also quite um, unfortunate because it's a long distance relationship. I, I see him frequently, but not as frequent as I'd like. So. Um, uh, when I do see him, we'll have daytime sex, we'll have nighttime sex because we'll be we're we just trying to like make the most of the time we have because we have we have so little time together because then he has to go back to uh, where he lives, which is Venda, and I have to remain here in Pretoria. So yeah, does your daytime sex life stay active when you're in a relationship? It depends. I don't know. It just depends on how how busy or how our schedules look like. You know, if we're quite busy, then I don't think. Our daytime sex will be um, quite existent, but if if we do have time on our hands, then sure, why not? Also, it depends on the weather. 
when I am in a relationship, do I cheat to have daytime sex? I think when I was younger and more irresponsible, a lot more irresponsible, uh, I, yes, I, I did do that. But now I'm much older and I know what I want. And um, I, I also date older people who know what they want. And we've also both, the people I, I get into relationships with have, have, have played the game. You know, they've got the, the sweater. We're fine. And so now, no, I'm right now. Uh, I don't cheat to have daytime sex. I would rather have daytime sex with my partner. Um, but yeah, uh, yeah, I don't know. No, not really. But yes, a long time ago, when I was a lot younger, I used to engage in risky sexual behavior and I would take chances. And especially if the opportunity availed itself, I would definitely do that. Have you ever cheated on your partner to have daytime sex? Uh, I've never cheated. Um, like literally, I've never cheated. <laughs> Isn't that amazing? Uh, but I've never cheated. No, I'm not. I'm not a cheating type of person. Um, I have cheated on previous partners um, to have daytime sex. I've also been cheated on by previous partners to have date, and, and they cheated on me in the form of daytime sex. Tell us your most interesting daytime hookup story. Ooh, my most interesting daytime story. Daytime sex story. Oh, okay. Uh, I was, uh, okay, I, I, I met this guy on a hookup site, right? And that, that, that guy just knew which buttons to press and how to press them and how to control the gear. Like I, like I said, I'm not the biggest fan of daytime sex, but that one person, that one individual did me the most. <laughs> So um, it happened uh, during my varsity years, but I still remember it very well. Um, he was a TST student, I was still at Tux, and we both lived w- at our homes with parents. And we both couldn't afford to check into a hotel, and movies were very cheap at the time. <laughs> so we decided to meet in town, and we we wanted to watch well we pretended to watch a movie we chose a a not very popular movie and it was also like it was close to the end i think it was in its last week so not many people were there and uh we both bugged class um i remember i had to i I literally just submitted an assignment and got onto a taxi this is before the days of uber and he didn't even go bother going on campus he just went straight from his home to town and we met um and it was literally our first time being to begin with you know we had spoken on I think it was called Mix It and um, we had spoken on on a MIG 33 gosh we had spoken on MIG and um, he had seen my picture I had seen his picture but we hadn't um we hadn't seen, we hadn't physically seen each other, and yeah, we decided to hook up. Uh, it was quite interesting. He was a lovely man, very commanding, very forceful, which I liked. Um, he was younger than me, also. I think he was a first year, um, but yeah, he he took charge, which I responded very well to, and. Um, in fact, no, yes, we didn't do it in the cinema because the movie we were watching uh, turned out to have more people than we anticipated. So he was just like, I'm following me to the bathroom. Like, we mustn't leave all at once. So he went to the bathroom and he told me I'm going to be at the very last stall. And I followed him and... Um, 
yeah we 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 got there and um we we, we did the most in a bathroom at the stercinical in pretoria cbt and um afterwards you know we wiped ourselves off <laughs> we kissed so he was very passionate mm. and we walked back into the cinema again uh not all at once he walked out well i walked out first he stayed back and then he came back into the cinema and we carried on watching the movie, holding hands, and we'd steal a kiss here and there. It was, it was good times. Good time. It's amazing to hear there are many others who have similar experiences to me and you, don't you think? Or maybe this is all news to you. It does not really matter. All information is handy, no matter how and when it comes to you. And here on the steam room with me, Max, you will get the juiciest tips and info that will help you navigate your sexual adventures. Of course... Only here on Gay SA Radio, where you are family. Welcome back to the Steam Room here on Gay SA Radio, brought to you by the South African National Department of Health's PILA Project. I am Max, and in the studio tonight, I'm excited to welcome two anonymous men who will be chatting about their experiences with condoms. Their voices have been obscured to protect their identities. You know, I've just been thinking, have you had the situation where you're about to do the nasty and you realize you don't have lube or you just don't have enough lube? And what <laughs> do you do? Because I've heard stories. Oh, I'm about to tell you a story. <laughs> I've heard stories of how people improvise. Yeah, we do. <laughs> we did. We did. Like a disclaimer we put up in the beginning is that a lot of these things started off at a very early age when we were... Okay. <laughs> Getting into this whole, what do you use? What do you need? It was just a matter of wham, bam, thank you, ma'am. Okay. So, um, well, thank you, sir. But so I went to a boarding school and we didn't know what lube was. I think myself and my partner then, we didn't know what lube was. Where do we get lube? We had to actually literally do research and stuff. Okay. So before that... um, (laughs) But no surprise, uh, we used what we could find. And our closest Promoxa team, petroleum jelly, being Vaseline. Yeah. Um, But if that was not around, or if I was in his room, we'd use his lotion, unflavored lotion, until I heard that was really unsafe and really dangerous. So, yeah. But then what happens when I don't have lube is that I use oil. Not oil, oil, cooking oil, but tissue oil. Okay. Okay. And it's, if, if I'm really drunk and I'm really like about like to, you need to, yeah, then that was that I think I would say would be my like alternative. <laughs> <laughs> what am I doing now? <laughs> Look, um, he's like, you've got something worse. No, no, I think it's have I had a situation where I didn't have lube and I needed to do it? Yeah. To be honest, yes, I have. Absolutely. Um, have I previously tried it without lube? Oh, yes, I have. Will I do it again? Absolutely no. not. Because <laughs> um, <laughs> we all know. You know yeah. It's, it's just that, it does not work. I, I wouldn't even just wish that experience on my worst enemy. Yeah. The tears and everything that deal, that comes after that, they're just unbearable. But I think, yeah, it's a lotion. Mm-hmm. Um, especially because you're young then. Mm-hmm. You know, and you're not as clued up on things yeah. as you are now. It's obviously the lotion, the petroleum jelly, the mm-hmm, Vaseline. Mm-hmm. But I've also had stories of people actually using like mayonnaise and <laughs> no way, <laughs> like, like anything was just an oily component to it. 
Do you know, that's why I had to clarify with my oil because I heard people use cooking oil. No, not true. Exactly. Exactly. And those are the stories that, that I've heard. And yeah, it's, it's so important that we just need to go and we need Read to up. educate the masses there. They need to know. People need to know. No, because also, uh, I think it was very recently when I had... Um, oh, spit situation. as well. No, thank spit you. as well. No, I'm dead serious. I'm dead serious. And Don't you run out of saliva? No, <laughs> and that for me is very gross in a sense. And I'm not judging anybody. Absolutely not. But I'm just saying, you know, um, people, especially if... Like the younger me, um, I've hooked up with guys from certain areas, mm-hmm. so they are not really chewed up on what happens. Mm. And you say, I'm sorry, I don't have lube or whatever the case might be. And then they would actually want to use their saliva as the base before penetration. Okay. And you're like, it's not going to work. You've and just advised against it. And for the thought of... It's saliva. It's saliva. <laughs> as much as rooming and all would be nice, and we it is it, nice. But then you don't have to go, like, thrusting with... You know what I'm saying when it comes exactly. to rooming, and it's just for a certain duration. But as I was saying earlier, that um, I recently had a situation where I was getting busy, and it was re- very, very recent. And I, it was my first time trying this in-the-shower thing. Oh, I haven't. So it was without condom, it was without lube. What it was with was just water running yeah, down. Yeah, yeah. And I don't How know. natural can you be? It's water after all. But apparently, that is supposed to be a slippery situation that is really good. But for me, instead, it really actually hurt me. It was burning and it was, I don't know why. I don't know what could have been the causes of it, but it's not something I would advise anyone to do or go back for another. I think it would actually be more slippery if, if there was some form of, you know, soap. No, there was no soap. It was just like water running from the tap, like from up there. And just like uh, from the okay. shower. So I don't know. But I know it was not. just more rough. And, and besides, and, with soap as well, you wouldn't want to have soap down there. Well, I, I don't and think so. actually have some friction on top of the earth. No, I don't think so. No, no, so no. yeah, for me, it was just yeah, from then. I just stay away from like baths and showers and stuff. Also being afraid to Keep fall. it natural. <laughs> Keep, Keep it, it natural. Do what I know. <laughs> yeah, right. Exactly. I think we've got like Max condoms here um, and they flavor the strawberry and there's, um, I think you've got raspberry. Oh, tell me no. Up here. Oh, the grape thing. Oh yeah, yeah. grape. So which is your favorite condoms? Oh, do you have one? Do you like when you get into store? That is actually a very good question. And mm-hmm. I'm just trying to remember, I don't really have a specific brand that okay, I'll say. Okay. I don't know, maybe it's because I'm just, you know, wired differently. But for me, it just needs to be a condom. And I know that, especially within, you know, the community, yeah, yeah. there is actually a class component to Absolutely. it. To say, you know what, you are not going to choice me. If up. you're not going to if, use you know, Rex, it's not going to happen. Exactly. Yeah. Or if it's not Dr. Long or, <laughs> or Rough Riders, whatever brand mm. that might be, or King Size, whatever it is. Yeah, I don't you know. know too. <laughs> so it's, it's, I don't know. But for me, it has always been... Let's just have a condom irrespective of. And I haven't actually went on an excursion of of trying to... Obviously, I think the quality is different because there's like light as a feather and then there's like... Yeah, but that's like the texture, right? So that has... 
when it comes to like, I don't think it's based on, isn't the quality still the same as in, in terms of the strength of it and the like, I wouldn't, I, I don't know, I wouldn't see that way. Because I mean, like those studded ones, I'm not sure what they're called. Yeah. And they just like grip and that's apparently painful and the lightest feathers ones is just like skin on. Skin on skin. skin yeah. We love that. <laughs> <laughs> we do. <laughs> but what I don't get is the flavored ones, so. Look, synthesize the room. <laughs> I guess we we all know that doing the pranakas has, you know, it comes with its own odor <laughs> that some people can handle. Some like for me, like myself, I don't like the condom smell. One, absolutely, I, I don't know why, but I just don't. So I rather have a flavored condom. It's still a condom. It's just, yeah, you know, yeah. it just sucks you up differently to say, hey, you're playing with a strawberry flavored one. <laughs> and I guess it's just better on your nose if you come in and just start take a word of oh, strawberry. Mm, like, right. yeah, yeah. yeah. But like, like you were saying, it has, condoms have brands on its own, have the class components. Yeah. So I remember when I was growing up, I went through a phase of, no, I really need to just use Durex. Because Durex is it. And it comes with its lube. And I was just like, <laughs> no, true. And, and that really happens and I'm glad yeah. that you actually went through that experience because there are even people who like I don't use choice you're not going to have sex with me if you've got a choice condom or a max or whatever it is mm. I'm not a cheap and I, I don't know but I just don't understand the rationale behind to say are you going to deprive yourself of something on protection. so good on protection even mm. let's start of there some, if they don't going to use that then they might as well just go raw exactly but then... so are you going raw or are you going protected yeah like ah, I'd rather do the protection so whatever yeah. it is but as well, long as you protect it exactly yeah exactly so yeah really just condoms are very important and very mm. interesting which brings I just thought of this now have you used female condoms before? Because I'll tell you why after. <laughs> <laughs> I know it's very strange. It is. Um, but even my, you know, my, my friends, yeah. uh, transgendered women or whatever yeah. the case might yeah. be, or even just gay guys in general, they will tell you that I am more comfortable to be using a female condom mm -hmm. and let the guy get in me it without, will, a, without exactly. a condom. Does it work the same? I don't know, because, you know, just, just thinking about visualizing the size. Yeah, just yeah. visualizing the size of the female condom. And you've got the protruding part. Yeah, 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 yeah. My question would be, where does that go? Is it just... How? Is it, is it right there on the outside? Or does it go in? And also, when it, when you're done, it going out, does the penis follow it with it? Or do you have to also... You know what I'm saying? You're being spicy right now. No, I'm You're just being like... spicy right now. And also because male condoms were designed so that at the end, you can ejaculate into something. Yeah. Do female condoms also have those pockets? No, they do. In terms of how it looks. So it would be bigger. It would have like an outer circle thing on the outside. Yeah. But it would still go and then close at the bottom. So it's okay. still like a socket. Okay. Right? Okay. So you would still be able to actually come into, into the condom and okay. it still whole but as to how that would actually be applied on the male genitalia it's yeah. just no um i've never firstly to answer your question i've never used a female condom but then i've got as you like yourself i have lesbian friends who told me and educated me a bit about them but then i just don't think it's something that i would do i don't know i've never met another gay man who has done it mm -hmm. um therefore i can't have a stand on to whether you should or you shouldn't is it safe is it not safe is you know i don't know in terms of enjoyability and safety and all of that 
Thank you so much. If you want to get more information on condoms, go to the Steam Room page on gaysaradio.co.za. I am Max. This is the Steam Room on Gay SA Radio, where you are family. So it's time to open up the conversation tonight and get some more voices on the matter as we keep exploring the world of daytime sex, uh, this topic of ours for the evening. Spilling the tea tonight, we have a group of nameless guys here. So, just between us Casanovas. So I'm going to start with asking you both. Um, does anyone here have regularly daytime sex? All the time. Whenever I get an opportunity, I think I, I'll dash at it. Oh, Okay, no, I don't think regularly, but occasionally, yes, why not? If the opportunity occurs... I like to see what I'm doing, so I prefer doing it in the light. <laughs> That's why you put on the lights during the evening. Yeah, but the, you know, just, <laughs> after nine. After nine. <laughs> after nine. I like to do it before nine, breakfast, lunch. Yeah, me too. In the mornings, quickly, maybe sneak out a little bit, go and find yourself a piece of meat. Have some daytime fun. <laughs> when was the first time you tried this? Come on, you've got to tell me. You've now raised this topic here. Um, and I've got to... Sure. The first time, well, I was in a steadfast relationship for a long time. Oh, so you're cheating slut. <laughs> no, no, never cheated. That's a good question. Did you do it while you were cheating? While you were cheating. Why are you in a relationship? Or wow. No. Double no, cheat. No, no. I don't believe in cheating. But, yeah, um, when I was single, the first time that someone approached me on Grinder and said, well, where can we meet up? And I said, well, coffee sounds like a nice plan, you know, innocent. Yeah, but always, I just, I've got to stop here. <laughs> this is just this thing about coffee. Do you want to have coffee? I always tell people, no, I want to fuck. <laughs> you know, it's, this saves you well, the t- in, at that time, I thought coffee was the ideal way to eventually lead up to something and then... We didn't even have coffee. We passed the entire... <laughs> That's exactly why. It's a waste of planning. It's a waste of anything. Exactly. It's just you just cut so straight don't to... Don't ask for coffee. Just ask me, do you want to fuck or do you want, don't want to fuck? <laughs> there we go. And yeah. so, yeah. Uh, no. So what do you think about people that don't do that? People that rather just, hey, can you want to have coffee next day? And they end up just cheating. Because <sighs> we know they exist. Yeah, do. Doing so. Oh, I mean, I've I've been on the receiving a while. I've been on the other <laughs> end of that where people have cheated in relationships with me, and and and, and I had a classic. I was I, I was single. I'm single. I'm a slut. I was I was I was I was single, and like fate wanted it. It was also a daytime thing that happened on one of one of the the whole things. Oh, but there were two guys at the same time. Thing. So one happened in daytime, and one had to happen at nighttime. And then one night I was in a club and I was standing chatting to somebody, well, one of these men at the bar. And then the other one walked in. And the, the same guy. The same guy. Same. So, so, yeah, I had now, I, I was the common denominator yeah, having a thing with two different people, one in the and day and one in the night. No, no, no. It ended up that the two that I was having thing with were in a relationship and they were cheating. Both were cheating on each other with me. So it, it ended up quite nasty. Yeah. I walked oh. out unscathed, but um, you can be very lucky because if it was my boyfriend and I caught you, your dick would be chopped. <laughs> but daytime sex is far more exciting than nighttime sex. No, 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 no. I think morning sex is the best, or just before work if you're. Yeah, but it's boring. Now. That's in your own bed. 
Oh, who said that? You can do it in the shower, you can do it in the kitchen, you can do it on your way out the door. It's not just in the bed, darling. I'm boring, but not that boring. I, I agree with morning sex. And this comes from, from my student days. I'm going to go back a few years. And this is something that doesn't exist in our modern society anymore. Do you know what a glory hole is? Yeah. Okay. So I've heard about it. I don't know why. Uh-huh, like I've heard about it. <laughs> now, daytime sex, across from the campus where I studied, was a shopping center. Mm-hmm. And in that shopping center was a glory hole. Now, I spent more time in lunchtime and during off times between classes doing shopping at Pick and Pay in the glory hole oh, than wow. anything else. <laughs> and like, to me, there's nothing more exciting than having sex in public toilets during the day. So who were the, in the other side of these glory holes? Whoever had a hole to put something in. Aha. Uh-huh. Yeah. No. That's what I wanted to do. <laughs> that to me is a bit scary. I wouldn't. No, it's exciting. You don't know what you get. You don't know. Exactly. Well, course, you don't know what you get. Eight takeaways. Here I come. Order. Oh, wait, How well do you protect yourself when it's daytime sex? Because as you said, it is. Well, daytime. obviously, it's a glory hole. So there's not much that you can do kind of anally through a glory well, hole. It doesn't. It isn't necessary depending on anally. Mm. If you have a sore in your mouth or something and that guy comes in your mouth, you still get infected with the virus. You are still um, possibly to get so, infected by yeah, I've always carried, like, my stuff with me. So, you know, I you know. kind of do. But it, mm, so, mm. would you say you both are 100% yeah, very safe? Condoms in all Absolutely. my bags. There's condoms in my handbag. <laughs> there's condoms at my place. There's condoms at my work. <laughs> So, but I, used I to, use it, but I used to hang out at the glory hole scenes, yeah. <laughs> okay. Okay, now that we're on that note of daytime sex, can we just get one story from both of you? One really juicy, juicy story <clears throat> of, a, of a sex incident that happened during the day? I can give you one. It was, it was also, it involved a public toilet. Yes, it did. It did. Public toilets are the best places. I, I, I went to, I think, a shopping center. And it's like, a, there wasn't a glory hole, obviously, but there's the openings between the cubicles. Mm. And well, one thing led to the other, and one was on his knees and sticking things through. And the security guard walked in, and I don't know why the security <laughs> guard poked his head in. And I knocked on the doors and hauled everybody out there. I managed to run away. They still chased <laughs> after me, like, down the road. Down. I was still looking for me to this day. I never went back to the same shopping center. But, um, yeah, I know. I wouldn't either. But, any yeah. frightens any? Adrenaline. Yeah, adrenaline. Oh, the adrenaline was awesome. I think that's what two weeks well, later the adrenaline I went back. Adrenaline was not the only thing bumping. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, well, my story is actually not that interesting, <laughs> but my, one of my fantasies always have been to have public sex, oh. whether during the day or night, it doesn't matter, okay. but public sex is like a big turn on for me. And this one guy, one day he said, no, I was single. I don't do the cheating thing. <laughs> and this one day this guy came to me and he said, um, conversation started and alcohol started flowing and weed started coming up. No, weed sex. Kim sex is a different story. <laughs> That's for another day. <laughs> and we went around the alley. And I told them that one of my fantasies is public sex. And in this alley, 
He That's... just dropped his pants and he said, well, let's get carried on. Mm. And I said, well, I'm not protected. I don't have anything with me. So he took out his packet of condoms. Oh, and good. <laughs> one thing a... led to another. And... In the day, in an alley. Late afternoon, yes. Say around half past four-ish. That's trashy. <laughs> so because wow. this is a fantasy of yours, right? And it's still a fantasy of mine. That is That wasn't public sex. That was just a public quickie. <laughs> yeah, because then you were not protected where you're going to stop it. Like you did not have any protection on you then. And let's say he did not also have. At that time, the heat was so pumping. Not everything. Like, <laughs> yeah. The heat was so hot. That I don't think I would have stopped, no. I think that's one of the things that we need to look deeper into, just the fact that because sometimes it's really that hot and mm. you really can't stop. And what do you suggest people do in such a situation? Should they try or by all means stop? I think so. For me, it's always been a stop thing. You know, it's like just uh-uh, like wait. For me too, especially that I know my HIV status and... Recently, I've tested again, and I, like, thank God I'm still negative. <laughs> but um, funny yeah. enough, this is the only time that you would want to be negative about anything. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> the only time. Um, but I think. Gosh, you're so negative. <laughs> <laughs> what was the question again? <laughs> How would, you, how would you advise other people when oh, if they want to stop? To stop. Uh, or the quickest way to find protection or if they really are that desperate. The quickest way I would be a chemist or <laughs> yeah. a, a pick and pay. Everybody sells. And I think oh, most the- public toilets nowadays have the government issued condoms. Mm-hmm. So it's not that difficult to get hold of. And I really think, sorry, Ryan, I, I was mm-hmm. joking about the negative <laughs> thing here, but I really think that's one time in your life that you have to be negative yeah. and you've got to do the no no because if, if you don't but then again also some guys come to you and the heat is so on that they would say anything just to get in your pants right. even if they are positive they would say mm-hmm. they are negative just to have that fun quickly and that is also what scares me a little bit so what are your thoughts on guys that come to you in the day and like oh well I'm on prep and I don't have protection can we do this I still wouldn't. I still wouldn't either because even though PrEP is a um, precaution method, there's still stuff that can go wrong. No, I agree. I fully agree. It would be a no. It will be a negative. (laughs) (laughs) That's That's a negative. negative. (laughs) 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 I hope you enjoyed that little musical break. Now, getting straight back into it here on the Steam Room, I'm proud and excited to welcome a representative from Gay and Lesbian Network, an expert in the field of the man-on-man sex, and of course daytime sex, who's here to talk to us about the psychological side of things. What does hooking up in this way mean for your mental and emotional health? Okay, so radio, your family. I'm sitting to Anthony Walthausen from the Gay and Lesbian Network. Today we're talking about daytime sex and daytime hookups. So what do you think makes daytime hookups so attractive for some men? Well, I think it's freely available to individual persons that want to engage in sex in, in the public uh, space. So that might be attractive for some people to engage in sort of anonymous sex with any, with somebody that, that they don't know. It might be like the whole risk and the whole taboo element of doing this thing in the public. 
during the day. Yeah, yeah, because one just also needs to take, it could be much also conscience as well to engage in this type of sexual acts because of one's safety, first of all. And also if one does engage in this type of sexual act, then they need to also protect themselves, take condoms and, and lubricants with them. So that they are actually protected and do not get STIs and as well as uh, HIV AIDS. Yeah, one thing that seems to be a common theme with people who do daytime hookups is that they might already have a partner and hooking up during the daytime is a way to kind of have sex without their partner knowing because they're out and about. So what advice do you have for these men who are having daytime sex without their partner's knowledge or consent for that reason? Well, I think that they need to try as much as possible to be as much as faithful as possible and be with the partner that they actually got to know and supposedly love. And, and if they do engage in this, these acts, and then they should make sure that they are protecting themselves because if their partner is really faithful and, and, and does not do that, what the other person is doing is, and they infect the person with HIV or with STI, then there is going to be those sort of throwbacks coming to that person to how did he manage to get HIV AIDS or STIs so there's be a lot of animosity between the two type of the person so it's important that one does make sure that they protect themselves and engage in this sort of risky sexual behavior. So these men who are busy hooking up in the daytime how would they know that the person that they are hooking up with is safe or what are some red flags to look out for when meeting guys during the day uh, in public? Well, I think the safest one is, is to meet in, in a public space, first of all, and get to know that person, probably have a cup of coffee and to try and get to know that person beforehand as much as possible and sort of ensure that because one needs to look at their safety and, 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 and make sure that in a space where they can actually not can be take advantage of and, and well, you'll have to see after that and, and go in and thereafter go into a space where they actually are able to engage in, in sort of a sexual exit, whatever they want to do so that they are not actually... the to just look off, be conscious of their safety and make sure that they actually have a plan B if they can actually get out sort of out of a situation where they actually can be, their safety is at risk. Thank you so much for that. That is Anthony Walthausen chatting to us about daytime hookups here on Gay the Radio where you are family. Sometimes we all need a little help because life is a tricky thing. Sometimes it can hand you an issue to deal with even if you have been very careful or can throw you into situations where a helping hand may be all you need to get back on track. So where do you go for help? Well, here in South Africa, there are a number of organizations that can help out. And instead of telling you about them, I thought it best rather to let the people at each of these organizations tell you about it themselves. So every time we will meet another organization. Today, we chat with this interesting organization. Gay Sir Radio, where you are family. I'm chatting to Anthony Walthausen. Today, we're going to talk about the Gay and Lesbian Network. So please, can you just introduce yourself? Hi, my name is Anthony Walthausen. I'm the director and founder of the Gay and Lesbian Network based in Peter Marisburg. Can you tell us a bit more about GLN and a bit about the history as well? The Gay and Lesbian Network was established in 2003 and since then has done a pioneering work around supporting and assisting uh, LGBTI youth. And, and since then, it has been established as a professional organization to date. And we've actually based in Peter Marisburg, but we work throughout KwaZulu-Natal and we're also part of other organizations and networks in, in South Africa. So can you tell us a bit about the services that you guys offer? We actually provide uh, four programs focusing, first of all, is, is on health issues. 
We work around um, HIV AIDS counseling and testing. Um, we also have a helpline where we also provide psychosocial support counseling. We do also do face-to-face counseling for LGBTI people. We also conduct a number of health-related workshops around HIV AIDS, issues around stigma and health-related issues uh, affecting LGBTI people. Then we have um, what's called the Create Enable Environment Program, which is primarily focusing on advocacy work. And we work a lot with different stakeholders to sensitize them and create awareness of LGBTI issues. So, for example, we work with the police, different government departments that provide services. Because what we've ex- experienced and, and through research from ourselves and, and initially is that LGBTI people experience secondary victimization when they go to, for example, the police or the health, the clinics. Um, So what we do here is we sensitize and run gender and sexuality workshops to create a better understanding around LGBTI issues. So hopefully that will change their perceptions and behavior in the workplace. We do a lot of work around hate crime, be part of the hate crime working group and we take on a number of legal issues around the issue of hate crime and we work with different stakeholders uh, like Tuzuzela care centres to address the issues of these violent crimes. We also have outreach program that works in communities where LGBTI people live in their own communities and we work a lot with emerging LGBTI organisations in and around KZN to help them and develop them and provide capacity. We run a lot of safe spaces and support groups in those communities, as well as we also have um, a research component that does a number of research work within our programs, but also to look at different legislation around human rights and LGBTI issues. So have you partnered with anybody else to strengthen your guys' objectives? Yeah, we have. This is one of our key strengths within the organization. We actually network and partner with a number of organizations. For example, with different government departments, we work a lot closely with the South African Police Services, Health Department and Education. We also work with different stakeholders within education institutions like the University of Natal, but with the different uh, departments. We've actually developed a relationship with the Psychology Department, the School of Law, and as well as is the work around um, the School of Theology and, and Religion. And then we also work closely with traditional healers and traditional leaders because KwaZulu-Natal is primarily um, has a large amount of traditional leadership and healers in, in, in the province. And we also work with a lot of other NGOs we also part of a consortium at the moment with a project that we're part of with another six organizations in KwaZulu-Natal that focusing on land and health and housing issues. Under GLN, which innovations have you launched or implemented to further help people? Well, I think all our programs are innovative in itself that we actually piggyback on different organizations. For example, like as I mentioned, we work with the School of Theology at the University of KwaZulu-Natal. I mean, they help us to access the clergy, for example. We also work with another organization that is actually is a membership base for traditional healers. So we work with them to help us to gain access to traditional healers too. So when we do the work, we actually sensitize them. So that is ways of innovation that we have in our work that we do. And part of, we also recently changed our strategy to also incorporate working in communities where LGBTI people live. So that's where our innovation is actually working with emerging LGBTI 
community-based organizations and communities where LGBTIs live. So that's aspects of what we do as part of trying to further um, to actually expand our reach to the LGBTI people in different parts of KZN. And then finally, if anybody wants to get a hold of you guys, how do they go about doing this? Well, they can go into our website, www.gaylesbian.org.za, and they can access us through there and get us the contact details from there further, or they can contact us at our office number 033-342-6165, or they can also visit us at our office at 19 Connett Road in Marisburg. That is Anthony Waldhausen talking to us about the Gay and Lesbian Network here on Gay Sir Radio, where you are family. So there you have it. If you need to contact this organization, just go to their website, which you will find on the gaysaradio.co.za steam room page. The link will be there. Remember, there is always help out there. Google is your friend. And that's it from us tonight as the steam room shuts its doors for the evening. Thank you for dropping your trousers, grabbing a towel, and getting hot and sweaty with me here on Gay SA Radio as we explore the topic of daytime sex. Next time, we delve into the topic of drugs and chemsex, a complicated topic to consider. I hope you will join us then, especially if you use chemicals for sex. If you don't, but know of someone who does, then perhaps you can tell him to have a listen, either on the live show or on the podcast. Remember, you can find everything on the Steam Room page on gaysaradio.co.za. And if you want to send me a message, email info at gaysaradio.co.za. That's it from the Steam Room for now on Gay Essay Radio, brought to you by the South African National Department of Health's PILA Project. I'm your host, Max, and it's been a pleasure spending time with you today. This is The Steam Room on Gay Essay Radio, where you are family. <laughs>